0: movie fans and welcome back to another episode of the uncharted media podcast this is episode 211 so two weeks ago we looked at the best of the 90s everything from 1990 to 1999 so we're gonna skip anything dc related this week in terms of our discussion well we can always circle back with that now that james gunn actually decided you know to give us the information that we've all (laughs) been waiting for uh so this week we're going to talk about the 2000s, everything from 2000 to 2009. So looking at our statistics, this is going to be our core demographics era here. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> all of you approaching 30s or are, are in your 30s. This is your time to shine this week. This is in the 90s. So we're going to do as we did with the 90s. We're going to pick one movie as the best that we not our favorite, but best movie of uh, every yeah. year from 2000 to 2009 we'll also kind of give you some context of some other movies that came out that year but uh oh boy this is a fun trip now down nostalgia lane this week huh yeah
1: absolutely it was like it was one of those that you know in theory like i think there was a couple years i was like oh i know exactly what's going to be number one in that year but then like you start we started you know making those lists of like everything that came out and the best ones of those lists and it was like Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a lot harder than I thought, previously thought it was going to be. Um, but yeah, it's it's super exciting. I, I think we definitely are stepping into the uh, decade where I think you and I are going to struggle to not to to make sure that we're not viewing things with like the nostalgia goggles. Um, that being said, there are some absolute bangers in in this decade, so I'm pretty excited to. To kind of talk about it and get get in there with you on it
0: well have you been watching anything
1: good lately josh um so i know last week i had gone hard in the paint with watching a bunch of stuff um this week for various of reasons was a little bit busier um so i wasn't able to watch a whole lot uh something that i've done recently is my second youngest brother uh, he and I always sit there and he loves movies. He just hasn't seen a whole lot. And so there's there's a lot of conversations that he and I have. I was like, hey, have you seen this? And he's like, no, I, I haven't. I haven't seen that. Uh, so I've made like a list, easily like 200, 300 movies um, uh, across different genres uh, of like stuff that he had not seen and like made, gave it to him. And then he so like every night, every night or every other night, we're he and I are going to watch something just to kind of get get, you know, bring up his uh, his movie. Welcome his to movie the party, pal. pal. <laughs> those are those are baby numbers. You need to up those numbers. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but so mm-hmm. that being said, uh, we realized that he'd never seen Treasure Planet. And my dad got a new sound system and I have not watched Treasure Planet with the new sound system. Even. so naturally we did that <laughs> so we watched that uh so but yeah treasure planet is incredible um the it was really fun to watch somebody who's never seen it before uh watch it in like to, for the first time in today's time uh because he's like definitely he's like yeah there's definitely some times when the cgi doesn't quite work but like in a way you let it slide too because of like the world you're in but he's, he's like constantly like that's so fascinating that you would go that direction like he, he was, was 2002 like we can
0: pass on the cg <laughs> we can give it a pass i think yeah yeah there's that too but uh
1: he also like he was like just the, i think the thing that that fascinated him the most about the movie which is something i'd never considered before not like in serious detail i guess he was super fascinated by like the solar capturing sails he's like that's so Cool, like of course, like if you if the if space is the ocean and you need to get energy and you're surrounded by solar power base. I was like, yeah, dude, it, it's I was just I just thought it looked cool. <laughs>
0: just all of treasure planets aesthetic is just mm, oh, chef's absolutely. kiss. I love it, and also just I want that solar board so bad, but also yes. just like there is very few times in movies, even now having seen like Endgame and No Way Home. There's very few times that I get a bigger adrenaline rush in a movie than uh when he's about to go through the little turnstile when he's solar boarding at the beginning and then it's
1: just so, so good. good. It's beautiful. Uh, and like he my dad's new um sound system has like some heavy subwoofer action on it. So when he's yelling and that you get like the rush of the wind, like literally like felt everything and i was like all right cool so uh here we are this is gonna be fun Uh, and of course i watched you know like every like millions of other people watched episode four of of the last of us um it's so good diarrhea
0: is hereditary guys diarrhea (laughs) is hereditary like
1: the most um i i love how do i say this so there was a lot of people um, I don't want to get too deep into it, but there was a lot of people that hate, did not like episode three for reasons.
0: I think it's a um, tad overrated, but I don't hate I, it. I agree;
1: it's still a great episode. Oh yeah, I'm not oh, going to yeah. put it at Absolutely. ten. Absolutely, I honestly think this episode four is closer to a ten, but that's because of some of the the uh, stuff that I don't know how to describe it. But like, definitely, like there's people who had. Not I'm gonna go with not valid reasons to hate <laughs> episode three, um, but episode four is super good. I love having putting Ellie in this a character who up to this point has been very like pro violence, very like oh yeah, give me a gun, blah blah blah, um, and to then put her in a situation where she has to use it, not for the first time, but the first time for us, but um, but to see that actually affect her and have her. Like seeing how the, those events affect her, and actually seeing, actually being forced to to shoot somebody to save her, somebody else's life instead of just her own, um, and the fact that she like doesn't kill him and paralyzes him instead, which is terrifying. Um, I'm very now again we are in the area of the game where I have no idea what to expect. I don't know what's coming. I don't know what's under under the floor. I do have my theories, but like I'm really I'm episode four was just chef's kiss. Like what is under
0: the floor what is under the floor is hereditary in that it will run down your pants when we get to it. Of jeez. Um but also I think it's interesting of episode four continues the trend that episode three did of Yeah, we've got some stuff from the game, like the scene in the truck of, you know, this is actually before my time. It is a winner, though. (laughs) Like, that is line for line for the game. But then the, I would say, antagonist of this episode is a completely new character wholesale. So I'm very curious to see where that storyline goes. I was worried for just a brief second, and then those worries went away. I was worried for... a section of this episode that we were getting too close to purge territory and not last mm-hmm. of us because there's a there is a distinction I think. Uh, but that didn't last very long. It's like, oh okay, that that That's not the route we're going here. It's just the aesthetics kind of seemed purgy for yeah, a second yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but this episode was important because we were really starting to see the foundation of the relationship between Joel and Ellie and I just I love it so much. Um but then we get two characters teased at the end of this episode for next week, which get me super excited to see where that having played the game. I know where that leads and it makes me super excited, uh, but also friendly reminder for Josh and for everyone at home. Don't wait till Sunday for a new episode of last of us. The new episode drops on Friday. So it doesn't have to go up against the super bowl. Even if it went up against the super bowl, it p- could probably still post pretty good numbers because it continues yeah. to grow by like a million viewers each week, which is incredible. Uh, besides episode 4 Heather and I have gone back and we're re-watching the Ant-Man movies to get ready for Mania, yeah. and it's mixed reviews that we're seeing which I'm just going ha ha I wish I was surprised um I still have hope that Quantum Mania can be a lot of fun but the first one is still just fine to me like Ant-Man is it's good I like Paul Rudd a lot um charming cast but it just has never felt the most significant. They're they're good palate cleansers. So, yeah, they're well, they're they're fun. I enjoy Ant-Man enough, but I was kind of hoping that rewatching it would be like, "Oh wow, there's this really deep uh, appreciation that I never knew I had for Ant-Man or I really value it more as a franchise." I'm going I'm glad these exist. But like yeah, eh. they're not they're never going to be your favorites. No. At no
1: point they're gonna be, you're gonna be like, huh, ah, yeah, top ten Marvel movies, definitely Ant Man, blah blah blah. But like, I don't think that's gonna be the case. I don't think that would even be the case for me. Um, I will say I am actively avoiding that clip that they posted just because I want to go into this with as fresh eyes as I can. Um, but yeah, so like, cool week. Um, a lot of really cool stuff to talk about this week. So let's get into it.
0: First up is some uh, heavy speculation, but it seems pretty likely that this is going to happen, and that is that we have our first director attached to the new DC Universe project, to a DC Universe project, and it's coming from Swamp Thing, and apparently James Gunn has just some very high-profile friends, as it seems (laughs) that Logan and Ford v Ferrari director James Mangold might be the one taking the helm of the Swamp Thing movie, and I'm just going, oh oh <laughs> so you're going the exact opposite of the marvel formula and i know we don't want to compare but that's what we do as comic book fans marvel has a really good strategy that they've implemented over the years of find up-and-coming directors or tv directors and turn them into film directors a worked yes. with joe and anthony russo uh john favreau was still kind of on the come up when he directed iron man back in 08 um they don't get as many big profile directors. They got Sam Raimi, but that was more of just Kevin Feige going, "I'm burnt out. I need I need someone that can just autopilot yeah. this movie without yeah. me backseating this." This excites me greatly. I really, really enjoy James Mangold. Uh for the most part, Identity was a movie that no one remembers and it is for good reason. Um but Logan obviously will get the headlines just like Logan director doing DC Swamp Thing. I'm like, yeah, Logan is one of the best comic book movies of all time. But Ford v. Ferrari is also incredible. Walk the Line is also really, really good. Like this guy has a very good resume. But also like. I think Josh Nair is just more excited for Swamp Thing than a lot of other people. Like I'm seeing some enthusiasm for Swamp Thing. But everyone's like Superman Legacy or The Brave and the Bold or even Supergirl, which also, huge props to James Gunn because of him. All of these comics are, like, sold out across the board. Which is wild. I, I freaking love it. Seen. I love that people are getting into comics now. I'm just like, come on in. The water's fine. There's a little pee over there, but it's it's all good, man. Uh, I love that people are getting into comics. I love that it's, like, sold out across the board. Um, I'm really, really excited about this pick. If this is true, right now it's just in talks, but... Oh boy. They are they're yeah. they're swinging for the fences in terms of searching for the best talent for projects.
1: Yeah, he definitely like James was already saying like we want the best people for the job. We don't really care about really anything except for if you're the best fit. Um that's director, actor, whatever. Um which is really cool. I really like that idea. Uh there is obviously some like gray area when it comes to green the area animation huh green area i hate you uh some gray area when it comes to like the uh voice actors to live action do you do go by for vice versa but anyway that's a conversation for another day that being said uh we've got you know this guy did like you said has done logan ford v ferrari we're doing like a 310 to yuma which is easily one of my favorite westerns oh. of all time um, yeah we'll talk about like, that one later yeah he i just and he's directing the new Indiana Jones movie so like you know depending on how that goes we'll see but uh i'm more and more excited um looking at his resume and thinking of what he could possibly do with swamp thing um i'm just excited for swamp thing in general i he's such a pivotal character in the world of dc at least on you know the earth side of things um and he's a character that i don't think we've ever we got that like one mini series a long time ago which supposedly is pretty good
0: but they just went drastically over budget yeah which i mean
1: you've got a character that's completely made out of nature um well was more of
0: the location didn't give them the tax breaks that
1: there's also that um but i think The more and more I think about it, I'm just excited about Swamp Thing in general. Like, if James does it, even better. Um, I the idea that you know, this the the computer graphics that we have capabilities that we have these days to make this guy look incredible, uh, even like the ability to do, um, like, uh, uh, like in camera effects and stuff like that. Like, that I think now is a better the best time to do a Swamp Thing movie, um, and Uh, and maybe i'm i'm we're going in different we're in like opposite uh circles here but i'm swamp thing was the one for a lot of people that was like oh oh we're finally getting swamp thing okay that one in booster gold was like whoa okay so he's he 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 really does like know his stuff and he actually wants to fill out the world not just with the justice league and i think uh and one of the big takeaways that i'm taking from not just james the the slate that he, he james guns put forward but also kind of us as dc fans of what the general reaction has been you can tell which one which people are only read dc comics what has the word justice league on it um you can one only it watched- yeah, Zack Snyder, or only read the comics that are, uh, of the, you know, these seven pe- people that are in uh, the justice league. Um, I, I, yes, the authority is kind of super, like super niche. It is definitely his passion project, but I love, and I think we said, I said this whenever, uh, we, we talked about the slate. I love the idea of showing us how this could go wrong and then giving us the justice league so that we're aware of like the the bad of what a team-up could could mean it it's just yeah i just i really like what we're doing and i'm really excited for swamp thing
0: i think also swamp thing presents a weirder side of yes the dc universe like the authority will clearly show like the boys side of it of like Mm -hmm. superheroes with roguish tendencies and then you get your classic stuff with superman and Uh, Batman, Brave and the Bold. Swamp Thing can get the weirder, darker, magical sides. I could see this being an R-rated movie pretty easily. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I hope it opens the door for Zatanna or Constantine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Constantine might be a little tricky because there's conflicting reports about whether or not the Keanu Reeves one, the Constantine two is canceled or not. They said earlier today that it's still moving forward. I'm going, "Ah, you were Mm -hmm. never big on your convictions on that movie from everything I heard. It just seems like you're really capitalizing on the kiana um, Yeah, I- I'm indifferent either way. If we get it, cool. If it gets cancelled, whatever. Um, but I- I'm hoping Swamp Thing opens the door for other mystical beings. Um, like I said, Swamp Thing teaming up with Edrigan, please. Oh, yes, please. Because uh, I thought about this earlier. Um, for the human version of Edrican, I want Jason Isaacs um, Lucius Malfoy from Harry Potter, <laughs> I think it would be a great fit. Yeah, but yeah. for Swamp Thing, here's an unconventional pick. And I don't think he'll do it because he cares more about being a prestige actor nowadays. I think this would be the spot that you cast Batista. I'm yeah, I, I Batista, can see that too. Batista or Ron Perlman for Swamp Thing. Yes, because uh, th- voices. I don't know,
1: man. There's there's been some uh some fan cast i think the one i saw was um dave batista for doc for mr strange or you know dr strange or whatever um for hugo which strange really like. hugo strange there it is he's a little too he's big for that i think yeah mm-hmm. we'll see uh but yeah it's I, i'm really excited about it uh, i think this is just it's uh, just fun like it's just fun to be excited about dc again
0: <laughs> speaking of getting excited for things in dc yeah. Um, this felt like an inevitability, especially as soon as they said, Oh, yeah, uh, Damien is going to be the Robin that we meet in Brave and the Bold. Everyone's just going, Yeah, but what about everybody else? Well, it seems like Peter Safran has come out and clarified. He's like, Oh, no, we're not going to just have Damien in the Brave and the Bold. There's going to be multiple members of the Bat family, because in his words, he says that they've been sitting on the sidelines for too long. And I just go, Bless you, Hallelujah. You're absolutely right. Uh, just because of the Chris O'Donnell situation doesn't mean Robin can't work on the big screen. And I saw a lot of really dumb people out there just going, well, if you've got Damien in there, are you just going to completely skip over Dick, Jason, and Tim? I'm just going, they're not going to do that. James Gunn That's, is too much it, of a fanboy to skip over all of them. There's
1: no way. Yeah, because you can't have them come after Damien. It just doesn't make sense. Like,
0: yeah. Uh, but yeah, some people are
1: thinking, thinking with their their anger, not with their
0: actual brain here. Yeah. Um. I I don't know if we'll get all three of those robins, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if we get at least one or two. Maybe even Batgirl here, but that wound might still be a little too fresh for the studio. Um, yeah. But I, I like that we're like I said we're getting multiple members of the Bat family. I'm going ah. So it feels like at this point, you could probably nail down Batman. Obvious. Damien, obvious. Talia al Ghul feels pretty obvious. For those that don't like know that the comic, feels, that's, yeah. that's Batman's baby mama, the, the mother of Damien that we're going to meet in this movie. Potentially Raish again. Raish slash Roz, depending on who wants to write the story. Um, from there, and I'm not just saying this because I'm 100% biased and I'm <laughs> a third of the way through the script for the sequel, but... Damien has probably the closest relationship to Dick of all the former yeah. Robins. So having the adopted son clashed with the birth son feels like a natural story of progression to me. And also yeah. Dick Grayson is the Robin that most people are familiar with. So I think it's easy for the general population who the heathens that they are don't know who Nightwing is to introduce him into the universe as Nightwing off the bat alongside a Robin to show... The casual people that don't know there is multiple robins to say no 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 the you've heard of dick grayson before he's this now but robin there is still a robin and it's this so that could be an easy way to explain mm-hmm. the changing of the guard over time to people that still think that there was only ever one robin despite yeah. the fact that there's been probably too many yeah i said it um <laughs> but i i think this is a good sign I know some people, and I think this is one of the few valid criticisms that I've seen some people have, is if we're just jumping straight into Damien and Dick is already Nightwing, Jason could be either dead or Red Hood, if Superman is young, doesn't that kind of throw off the dynamic that Nightwing and Superman have? I'm going, that yes, potentially, because in the comics and in the first Nightwing movie that's ever going to come out written by me... Um, Superman gives the name of Nightwing to Dick. Like, that's that's the story. However, a good counter argument I've seen is somebody suggested the idea that Superman Legacy is actually a prequel, and that when we get to the main, like, later on, they'll be closer in age, and Superman could just age slower than the rest of the Justice League. I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea. Um, Yeah. But you see multiple bat family members have been confirmed what what do you think the over under is for multiple like let's set let's put the over under two members of the bat family not named Damien in this movie <laughs> um
1: I think I think I really honestly think Night- Nightwings e- is a shoe-in. I-, I really don't think it's that much of a stretch to say that he'll be in this film. Um, I also just want him to exist so we get that that little animation fight between them, but in real life um, would be hilarious. Where he-
0: and also, you just want it to happen so a- you can stop hearing me complaining about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I think Tim... I wouldn't be surprised if Tim is around. Um, I can see just kind of what we've gotten from James, I think, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if if, if, Jay, if if Jason is still considered dead. Um, I would not be surprised if he saves that. And I, I think, cause it's, it's a very, very good story, co- comic book wise on its own. Um, I, I really don't see any issue with that. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty okay with that. I think if they do go back, girl, it will not be Barbara Gordon. Um, Mm, that might be just because I want, I really want Cassandra Kane, but uh, that's, I, I don't think, I think the wound is still too fresh for them to go with Batgirl. Um, if they bring Barbara Gordon, I wouldn't be surprised if. I'm trying to see how you, who you can bring in, who, who you save the stories for, because I can see them having Barbara Gordon already being Oracle, but then that kind of makes the events of uh like the killing joke well i guess killing joke isn't necessarily canon so i guess that doesn't matter but it's
0: it's weird killing joke both is and isn't canon of like her being paralyzed is canon but joker's origin isn't it's weird yeah
1: it's so and then you know the ending is so vague that it's like yeah he actually killed joker but it's like "Mm, that doesn't that's not canon either. So it's weird. But um I wouldn't be surprised if Barbara Gordon is there, but as Oracle, um, especially during that time frame. If we're going with the Brave and the Bull, to my knowledge, I think she is in that comic. She she is the uh she's Oracle at that point. Um, which I don't hate. I don't hate that idea at all. I honestly liked uh Barbara Gordon as Oracle a lot better anyway. Um, but then, then again, that's just I think that's my bias coming out because I lo- I just like the look of the Cassandra Cain, um, Batgirl suit a whole lot better.
0: Yeah, that's it, has, it looks suspiciously like the Batman Beyond suit. Just I mean, yellow on too. the front instead of red. Um, what I could also see happening is if we're trying to expand this world out quickly is, and James Gunn has said that he's taking inspiration from the animated universes is follow the storyline progression. Of Damien that happened in the comp in the animated movies. Of, yes, he's a miserable little brat, but over the movies, he had a really good arc. That by the time you get to Just League like Dark Apocalypse War, he's honestly one of the standout characters in a movie that had a lot of standout characters. But I think at the end of Brave and the Bold, what you could easily do is Batman realizes, okay, this kid has been trained a very specific way for a long amount of time, I can only do so much. He needs to be around kids his own age. And just like in the animated movies, he sends them off to train with the Teen Titans. Not Titans, because that could be Nightwing and the rest of the group. There's always the adult version, like a Teen Titans or a Young Justice. And I could fully see that being something that James Gunn announces for the latter half of oh, yeah. Chapter 1 or Chapter 2, whenever that comes to fruition. I feel better now about a Teen Titans or a Young Justice project Happening than ever before. But I can Damien has a very strong presence within the Teen Titans in the comics currently. So I could absolutely see that being the next appearance of Damien coming out of Brave and Bull, depending on what the story direction is that they want to take him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the the interesting thing is that I think James is more okay with picking and choosing um comics as opposed to being like, all right, cool, we're just gonna do a straight, you know, shot to shot adaptation of the Batman Returns. Like Yeah. Okay. That's cool, but that's like also not
0: as interesting. There is other comics besides Frank Miller stuff.
1: Correct. So I and I think if anything, James is really good about because he's into the niche stuff. He has more of a wider variety and wider range of stories to choose from, as opposed to just being like my name's Zach Snyder and I only read Frank Miller comics and that's what I'm gonna go with. Um, But yeah, I'm excited. It'll be cool. the idea that the Bat family is gonna finally be on screen is, I love it. I love
0: it already. So transitioning now from DC to just honestly, one of the stupidest things I have heard in a long time. And it's very rare that you see the internet unite on anything. The internet united on this stupid piece of garbage from AMC. What are we talking about this time? Because AMC has a track record of stupidity. AMC has decided, hmm, you know what? We're really not making as much money as we should, and the theaters aren't really bringing in people like they should, at least not for us. So what we're gonna do is, depending on where you sit within our theater, is how much you're gonna Mm -hmm. pay. So like, you'll pay less if you sit in the, the, like hurt your neck looking up at the screen, and you're like, the first two rows, you'll actually pay less. But if you want, like, prime middle seats, you'll have to pay more. And if you want the just awkward aisle seats, nothing happens to the price there. Y'all. This is such a stupid idea. Like, I can't even fathom. In a world where AMC consistently, under current management, has made dumb choice after dumb choice after dumb choice, like... AMC is the one that made that partnership with Universal. And be like, yeah, let's shrink the theatrical window to forty-five days. That's not gonna shoot us in the foot at all. Um, I don't understand this at all. There's a lot of angles to come at this from. Of some people, like, well, you pay different um price points for like a sporting event or a concert. I'm going, yeah, because those are much larger venues, and you're physically moving closer or further away from a Given thing. I'm going to a concert in April. I got a really decent price, but I'm like in the inner, like lower bowl. I don't have floor seats because I'm not physically closer to the performer that we're seeing. Like you pay more because you're actually closer, not to a screen, but physically closer to the action. As much as I like being in the middle of a movie theater, I have been on the end and tell you what. It doesn't make a difference if you're on the end versus if you're in the middle. Theaters hold what? 100, 200. If you're in a mega theater, you can hold 3 or 400. Yeah. That yeah. is tiny compared to a sporting event or a concert that can hold tens of thousands. That makes it that makes sense to me why you would charge different prices. This is stupid with two O's in the words of ransom from knives out. This is I can't even fathom. This is just beyond
1: yeah. stupid. I I at first was very much like, "Oh, you mean to tell me that we can, you know, go to the lower seats and have, you know, in my mind, you know, I can pay 5 bucks. I mean, I might be a little uncomfortable, but if I'm okay with that, I can see a movie for less. Cool. Um, I have that kind of luxury. Uh but yeah, like the more and more I think about it, the more and more I hate it. Um if there's like let's say 100 seats in a theater about 30 of those are absolutely useless about 30 of those are incredibly uncomfortable to sit in and actually affect your movie going experience um I'm going to bring it up because I I retweeted tweeted it but I I think it honestly hits it's the one thing I've one discourse I've seen on the on this topic that i think hits home the most. um elijah wood tweeted out that the movie theater is all is and always has been a sacred de- democratic space for all and those new, this new in- initiative by amc theaters will would essentially penalize people for lower income and reward for higher income. i cannot like yeah like the more and more you look at it it's that's what makes sense. i mean it's the only th- it's the issue, biggest issue of like okay cool so you know before the pandemic movie movie theater tickets were like what 10 bucks for like a regular like evening showing um now they're 15 uh and then that's if you don't go to want something new and then it's like okay cool 20 bucks it's like mm, i don't know if that that kind of sucks but okay uh it, they you know to the point that most theaters do the five dollar matinees or, or sorry discounted matinees now. And that's like that's the ten dollars. And okay, that's cool. Uh I understand in a lot in a in in a way that how someone could view going to a movie theater as a quote unquote luxury spending item. Um, that's not something necessarily something that is, you know, essential for life. Um but I think it's so ingrained in our culture and our in our society, how important movies are. Um, and you know, for those people that don't watch a lot, you know a whole lot of movies or whatever, first of all, what are you doing listening to this podcast? I mean, I appreciate it, but uh, we appreciate you know, the
0: support. Don't go away. Yeah, uh,
1: but like for those that don't watch a lot of movies, um, th- they this won't matter to them at all. But it, to me, I think at this point, going to a movie theater to see a film is just as important these days as the let's say ability to go out to go out and eat at a restaurant i think it yes is it a more of a luxury than an essential yeah but i think it is at this point a pivotal marker in our society and to sit there and go cool so you either uncomfortable and get to pay ten dollars or you are comfortable and have to pay 20 to 25 dollars like that's just to me that doesn't make sense
0: also like it's that rationale of like when it comes to the fall and the winter time i will have like a day or two off during the middle of the week and that's when i like to go to the movies is because there's no one there are you telling me that a showing at 1130 on a Wednesday in the middle of October, that's going to be so packed that you need to do this. And from everything we heard, they're, they're doing it for all the theaters. I'm like, if this was like an opening high ticket, like an Ant-Man or a Spider-Man type of thing, it would still be stupid with two O's again. But I would at least understand that they're trying to milk you for extra money. To do yeah. it for all showings across the board, just go like that. Just no. Because I've been in plenty of showings where I'm one of like five people in the theater or heaven forbid, I'm the only one in the theater. Like when I saw The Lighthouse, why would I pay extra for that when I'm literally the only one in that theater? And again, yeah. right now it's just AMC because AMC continues to shoot themselves in the foot like, like their name is Plaxico Burris. But at least other theaters have not adopted this yet. Uh, when I saw this, I was just like, ah, once again, I'm happy I stick with my local Cinemark. I enjoy my Cinemark. They've improved. Um, and I was talking to my dad about this and he brought up a great point of, he said, AMC is drastically overestimating the downfall of Regal. I think they're expecting, well, if Regal's going to be gone and they didn't file for bankruptcy, people are going to have one less option. So they might as well just come to us. I'm going, that's not how this is going to work here, dude. Um, yeah if people don't like your policies they will just wait and see movies at home and that's the last thing y'all want right now uh this is just
1: this is
0: beyond stupid to me i do not see this lasting very long
1: no i i agree because i think it's easy to sit here and be in and consider like you know when amc raised prices on uh on all their snacks and stuff. What was our response as moviegoers? Cool. I'm smuggling them in, into my, in my purse or whatever. Um, it just doesn't make sense. Like we will, we're going to respond to it. Like, could you imagine, like, say you're the only person who's got a ticket to like in your case to see the lighthouse. All right, cool. So if I have to sit my ticket is to go to the front of the theater and see it and I get to see it for $10 or $5 or whatever. Um, but I'm the only one. Well, unless you've got people that are going to like go check seats and check people's tickets, which means hiring more people, which is not something AMC is going to do. What's like, if you're the only one there, like of course, yeah, I'm going to buy the $5 ticket, go and go to the center of the theater. Why wouldn't I do that? Are you kidding me? Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, 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 I guess we'll see what happens, but if they are serious about this, uh, it's going to shoot them in the foot harder than when netflix was like yeah password stuff
0: yeah oh no that was an error we didn't mean to send oh, that yeah, out we didn't mean to do that <laughs> lastly for our news this week you get a triple header of news and by that i mean all these things the things we think are interesting and we want to talk about but none of them are necessarily strong enough on their own to be a news topic so we're all just kind of lumping them into a horror corner because it's february now so it's, it's horror We've moved past Christmas. We're now in a spoopy season until next Christmas. Um, But we have three relatively interesting news topics. Um, Two of them are completely out of nowhere. and One of them is going, oh, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, the th- Oh, yeah, that's a thing is they have begun filming on A Quiet Place Day One, which is a prequel, naturally, to the first A Quiet Place and kind of establishing what exactly happened to the world to make it all quiet place C uh, we got a little bit of that and a flashback scene in a quiet place part two but by and large that is not really something that's been touched so far and while I didn't like the second a quiet place nearly as much as I like the first one the first one truly just was magic um I still think there's a lot of storytelling possibilities you can go with a quiet place and I'm very much excited and that, on top of the fact that the guy that's directing day one is the guy that most recently directed Nicolas Cage in Pig, um, mm-hmm. yes, the tone and the vibe of Pig is very much somber and gritty, and I can absolutely see that translating incredibly well to A Quiet Place. On top of that, you have, um, I believe, Joseph Quinn from Stranger Things is in it. Uh, Lapita Nyong'o is in it. So, Great cast. I'm immediately on board with this. Not the project that I was most excited for today. I'll be honest.
1: <laughs> Which is uh, not surprising to me, because just only because I've known you as long
0: as I have. I don't know why, but I really like the I Know What You Did Last Summer franchise. And I, I to be fair, I don't know why. They're not particularly good. But something about when you tell me um, Kevin Williamson is writing a slasher movie, it's going to be 90s, and I'm going to like it. Because he did Scream, he did H2O, he did The Faculty, he did I Know What You Did Last Summer. Also, Dawson's Creek, which does not surprise me. But apparently, we're getting a new I Know What You Did Last Summer. I know some people are going, didn't we just get one? Yeah, it was an Amazon series, and I feel like that was supposed to be a TV sh- a movie, and then that broke down become a TV show. It got canceled after a season. Here's why it makes a big difference this time around they're bringing back jennifer love hewitt and the world's most beautiful wrestling fan freddie prince jr and that alone (laughs) makes me super excited the movie could be garbage but i don't care because you get jennifer love hewitt and freddie prince jr back i'm just more excited because i'm a huge fan of freddie prince jr but to see him slowly but surely coming back into movies just gets me mm-hmm. really, really happy and excited. Granted, he could totally be doing this just to add more money to the I'm starting my wrestling federation fund that he's got starting up. But um, I'd like to think that maybe he just wants to make sure that he doesn't... All the bad-mouthing that he said about the first movie when the director literally tried to kill him. Maybe he wants a better yeah. experience this time around um (laughs) jennifer love hewitt she's still been active on um the television circuit cool to see her back naturally you can't bring anybody else back from those other movies i wonder why um i'm super down for this i don't even care uh and lastly this is a very very close second in terms of anticipation of excitedness for me but this was a I had to double triple check that this was coming from reliable sources because I did not believe yeah. this in the slightest. And that is that The Backrooms, a super popular um YouTube like short series, like a whole bunch of people have like created their own versions of it, whatnot. Uh basically a creepypasta, is getting turned into a movie by A24. Um hell yes! Like <laughs> Okay, if you don't know what The Backrooms is, your favorite YouTuber probably has a reaction video to it. I, that's that's how most people kind of discovered it, like whether you're watching Markiplier watch it or Jacksepticeye watch it, someone has done a reaction video to it. But it's genuinely creative and interesting and creepy. It's this analogy is going to sound weird, but it's like The Blair Witch in that you get lost and disoriented very, very quickly. Except instead of being outside, it's a never-ending office that looks creepily familiar, but foreign at the same time. Um. Yeah. Of the three news topics here, what are your, what's your most excited for all three of these, Josh? And what are your just general thoughts about these horror topics yeah. today?
1: Um. So I have not seen the second Quiet Place. It's something I, on the list I need to watch. Um. Just to say that i watched it uh so i have no real bearing on you know on on quiet place day one um it's a sure why not i think john's still involved with it so I, i have no issue with it um let's go for it um i am not like you i thought that i know what you did last summer is absolute 90s horror schlock and that's and, probably why uh, I
0: like it. Nineties horror, is yeah, it's stupid, probably, honestly, it's dumb. Given your taste in,
1: in 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 horror, it doesn't really surprise me at all. No, um, but yeah, it's you know what it it's it's an, an intriguing concept, especially if they were to bring it to like a more a more modern time. Um, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, bring Freddie Prince Jr. out. Um, get him warmed up acting wise, so when he has to do a. A uh uh what is it a, a flashback in Ahsoka that he's ready to go to Ooh. be Cadean let's go that's that's really the only reason I want Freddie to act more <laughs> um, I love the idea of turning the, the backrooms into into a a movie um, I trust A twenty four they're fantastic um, I was honestly like it was a couple days ago actually I went to their website just to kind of I was like you know I wonder. It feels like they don't they don't put out a lot of movies. Like they put out a decent amount, um, but they don't put out a lot. And they have you have access to uh to see like a, a bunch of stuff on their website. Um gosh, some of my favorite movies of the last 10, 20 years has been A24 movies. Um, and it was something I hadn't really thought of before. And so the more and more I, I kind of look into them, yes, some of them are hits, some of them are very near misses um but none i have, i don't think i've ever watched an 824 movie and be like yeah that was awful didn't like that um they're either they're always like no that was fine i guess and that, too fantastic um that being said backrooms is going to be a challenge it is super terrifying um Just the idea of like you as a person can just clip through a wall and all of a sudden you're in this alternate dimension. That's horrifying. Um, it will be interesting to see what all of the lore they do include because the I mean games have come out. Uh the more shorts, more kinds of backrooms have been have been made since the original short. Um it will be very intriguing to see what they do. I, I can see it being somewhere in between. Like a chronicle and and, and Blair Witch, uh, the new one. Um, just like the idea, like I, I'm, in my head, I have. Excuse me, the, the that last like fifteen minutes of Blair Witch, but like in the back rooms, and I'm scared. I'm good. Thank you, though. Uh, I, <laughs> I'll watch it in the safety of my home and not like screaming like a like a child in the middle of a theater.
0: Maybe change up the creature's design a little bit.
1: Maybe, but like. At the same time, that's uh, at least in the context of the short and in the games, that is the th- the the creature's design is what's scary. It's not like that. I know that doesn't belong here. I, why is that coming after me? Um, we'll we'll see what happens. Obviously, uh, the thing that I would be concerned about would be is I think the, the 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 creature design because it'd be very very easy to just turn it into like
0: this discount Slenderman
1: a discount slender slender man, or maybe they change it completely. And it, it is just like this, like multi dimension cat thing that like stocks them. I like, I can just see it being very easy to turn into something like that, but we'll see what happens, I guess.
0: As per usual, before we get into our main discussion, this week's episode is sponsored by T public. Your one-stop shop for all things uncharted media merch, whether it is t-shirts with the uncharted media logo, tinfoil hat theory shirts, uh, mugs, Hoodies, whatever you want with the uncharted media logo on it go there support the show and if you haven't already, share us with fellow movie fans that you think might be interested in the show um share us on facebook um check us out on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on whether it's itunes spotify google podcast or youtube help us get to 800 subscribers that's the next milestone before we get to a, a thousand subscribers let's let's take let's eat this elephant in chunks let's get to 800 first then <laughs> 850 then 900 that's how math works. Um, it is, yeah. <laughs> but now for our discussion. Two weeks ago, we talked about the 90s. Now we talk about the 2000s. And boy, looking back on the list of movies that we're going to talk about today, I can definitively tell tell you I looked at this list and goes, oh, yeah. Some of these are very 90s, uh, 2000s movies indeed. Like, just going, yeah. I didn't think 2000s had a style, but yeah. Th- just 2000s movies in general um I without tipping our hand too much because it, it doesn't dominate too much but I think 2000s is when I really start to notice the rise of the franchise like it was big in the yeah, 80s with like Halloween and Friday the 13th but there's a lot more franchising in the 2000s with like Lord of the Rings Harry Potter um X-Men Spider-man, um, Spy Kids Spy Kids Spy Kids had such a fast turnaround consistently that I'm like oh so Robert Rodriguez doesn't believe in sleep at all apparently um <laughs> he,
1: he he edits everything in his garage
0: <laughs> I mean but
1: yeah the, yeah I would agree the the rise of um I think you know Studio Ghibli really started to get really really big in the 2010 2000s um uh rise of the yeah the franchise the i think some of the best sports movies ever made are in the 2000s some of the like it it was very very hard I, i i think the thing that that is very obvious to me at least is that now in in like the 90s you have like a very specific kind of genre that are putting out really really good movies whereas in the 2000s we start to go i think directors and, and and producers and writers realize they could make anything a good movie uh, and being make anything incredible um because this definitely gets to the point where it's like it gets really hard just to pick one, like one movie that's the best out of all of them, whether that be just because everything's pretty good or and not great or whether that be because you have a bunch of really great movies. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm really curious to see what you end up picking, but like it's very, very interesting to see like how different um the, the i mean it, it's easily to say it's sort of like yeah well yeah the, the movies in the 2000s are going to be different than the 90s but like the level of difference i think is something that i i don't think i had previously thought about or really um understood uh yeah so I, i'm really curious to see where we go with all this but yeah i'm re- pretty excited i think it'll be difficult too for us to not To For us to remove the nostalgia goggles and not be like, well, this is the best movie of that time because of that year, because I love that movie. Because there's a lot of movies in this year, this this decade that I love.
0: Yeah. Again, being early 90s kids, the 2000s were very much of movies that we watch on repeat were these type of movies. So we have to really we're trying to make sure we reinforce the distinction best not favorite like what is the best made movies and sometimes they just happen to coincide also as i'm looking over the list some years were super easy for me right off the bat to know what the movie was like 2007 and 2008 i didn't have to think for more than two seconds about what they were going to be but then other years like 2002 or 2004 you get a lot of really great movies but i don't know if there's one necessarily that I go you're the best made movie or just all around excellence um there's just a lot of movies that i really really enjoy or are my favorite so that's where it made it a little difficult but same thing as we did last time with the 90s we'll say all the movies of note that we think for a specific year we will exclude what our final pick is and then we'll kind of say what that is. So for the 2000s, um, also we tried to keep keep it to movies that we have seen. So if I don't say it or Josh doesn't say it, it's safe to assume either we're stupid or we just haven't seen that movie because there's certain <laughs> ones that I'm like, I know that's supposedly a classic, I just haven't seen it. Uh, but kicking us off for the 2000s, you got movies like The Original Final Destination, uh, The Underrated. Animated classic, Road to El Dorado, which is way more adult than I remembered as a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh, boy, that had kids' toys and Burger King and everything. It probably shouldn't have. Um, American Psycho almost got my top spot, but it did not. Um, Dinosaur. I have fond memories of seeing that with my dad and uncle yeah. at a place called Funscape. Uh, Dinosaur. I loved it at the time but looking back on it now i understand why it bombed because there is no story whatsoever and it was a little too ahead of its time um say what you will about the rest of the movies but the first scary movie is still funny to me dude it's still hilarious i still love the first scary movie and then last up for my honorable mentions the original x-men movie Granted, yeah. it doesn't hold up as well by today's superhero standards, but you got to think of what the comic book landscape was in the 2000s at the time, and also try and forget who directed this movie, because yikes. Um, Josh, yes. did I miss any? Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, Gladiator, the, the Patriot, uh, I mean... It- I, it's not necessarily the best, but like Crouching Tiger, Tiger Hidden Dragon, um, Chicken Run, Castaway, Emperor's New Groove, Pitch well, Black.
0: Well, you know my uh, thoughts so, on Emperor's New Groove, and yeah, Pitch Black is a movie with Vin Diesel. It's, a, it's fun. It's it is a two thousands movie.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, also, you know one of the best Batman movies ever made, Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker, not uh, theatrically
0: <laughs> released. Yeah.
1: Mask um, of the Phantasm like...
0: cheats the system every time.
1: <laughs> uh, all, but also, like, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? It came mm. out that year as well. And it is a fantastic movie. But uh, Memento, Snatch, um, Requiem uh, of a Dream. Like, 2000 had some bangers, man.
0: <laughs> so then, what was your top movie of 2000 then?
1: I think for me, and. I tried really, really hard when looking at the list of, of, of movies that, you know, that came out in the 2000 and 2000. Um, I tried really, really hard to make sure that I wasn't coming from at this, from a nostalgia standpoint, but I think the filmmakers filmmaking is incredible. You have a bunch of, uh, very young actors who would a good chunk of them come to be later very well-known household names. Um, absolutely killer cast killer cinematography killer um uh story i just think remember the titans is the best movie of, of 2000
0: really wow yes. i did not see that coming it's super good like I
1: it's one of the best football movies ever made
0: That and that's saying something i will still say baseball produces the best movies per sport but a close I second agree. is probably football like remember the titans invincible um Say what you will about Christian movies. Most of them are garbage. Facing the Giants is still pretty decent for... Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, but Football football produces great movies. Um, You actually mentioned mine. You thought I ignored it. But no, I was just saving it from my top spot. Russell Crowe's Gladiator. Um, yeah, okay. Cool, in cool,
1: cool, recent
0: cool. years, Ridley Scott has been very spotty. Martian yeah. is great. I'm sorry once again, Michael. Um but then The Counselor. No one remembers The Counselor. Yeah, Alien Covenant, well, um, yeah, that's a movie. Yes. But 2000, that's gotta be one of the height of Ridley Scott's prowess. It's just, yeah. you still have dude bros going at parties saying, are you not entertained? Like that. that's a common vernacular yes. now. Russell Crowe also, like Ridley Scott, is a bit hit or miss. This was the peak of his talents. He is, he's just perfect. Um, also honorable mention to Richard Harris as um yeah. in the beginning. I I just really like Richard Harris, and I I wish we could have gotten more of him in the Harry Potter universe because I loved his Dumbledore, but I really liked um his performance in Gladiator. Glad it's just it's Gladiator. To me, yeah. it was that was one of one. This was one of the easier years to pick from. *Requiem for a Dream* is definitely a, it's a thing. It's, it's, yeah, I think that one <laughs> *Requiem for a Dream*. It's very well made movie, but it very much is. It's not it's for tough. everyone. Yeah, it's not a rewatchability yeah. movie. Well, um,
1: *Gladiator* t- has um, *Walking Phoenix* is in that one as well. Isn't
0: yes. It? Yeah. It crazy, like
1: a- dude. Poor guy, Uh, and also some of the
0: best CG ever because they had to film those extra scenes with the guy that passed away half the halfway through filming. I'm just going, wow, that's that's incredible for 2000 especially. Yeah, Um, especially getting to 2001. There's a lot of really really great, but it was hard for me to pick one above everything else actually because there's there's a lot of nostalgia berries here to pick from off the vine. Um, you get stuff like Spy Kids, Shrek, underrated comedy here, Evolution starring David Duchovny. Oh, I, dude, yeah, <laughs> I freaking love Evolution so much. Um, Atlantis: The Lost Empire, one of Josh and I's favorite horror movies before we figured out stuff about its creation. Jeepers Creepers. Um, yeah, yeah. I wish I could go back and rewatch those but I can't. Um, Training Day, Zoolander, Monsters Inc. Fellowship of the Ring and Oceans 11 all just in one year. It's so interesting seeing like so many starting franchise movies all in Mm -hmm. 2001. The first Spy Kids, the first Shrek, the first Lord of the Rings, the first Oceans. Like, good year to start your franchise with a year that ends in one. Um, What else? What else did I miss here, Josh?
1: I mean, The Mummy Return. I mean, it's not as good as the first one, but it's a stupid kid yep uh super troopers easily one of my favorite <laughs> comedies uh J- jimmy neutron boy genius like the movie that is way more entertaining than the show i no. love the show the show wrong. is
0: better than the movie the show is so good
1: the show is great the Show is hit and miss i love the show but it is very hit and miss oh yeah like, but when
0: it hits it's so good fair, like fair. still to this day you know exactly what comes next after i say slap 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 i hate you go you on. know what's next <laughs> <laughs> we all I... wanted to be bulby bulby <laughs> was the best
1: but like yeah yeah yeah. like that nah, fu- uh, we go in a whole jimmy trap. but like osmosis jones i have f- for some reason fond memories of that movie um uh, a knight's tale oh, let's go um i i didn't discover this movie till later but spirited away is incredible dreamworks uh, really flexing
0: its muscle course, in 2021
1: Yes, uh you know uh, the Fast and the Furious came out that year too. So, yeah, like oh, oh the Princess Diaries. Oh my gosh, the Princess Diaries.
0: Let's <laughs> go. Cool. You, you Your mean, level of excitement for the Princess Diaries is so wholesome right now.
1: I can, I cannot, like, I can't describe how much I love the first Princess Diary. I like the second one. It's good. good. It's but, it's fine. It's a thing. Uh, but like the first princess diaries is so stinking good it's oh dude like I, I like i'm a grown man dude i have no qualms with loving like with certain rom-coms man and i have all of us
0: and all of us still to this day love anne hathaway and if you don't you're a hater anne hathaway's anne hathaway's just a fantastic person and princess She's diaries fantastic. is where it started Absolutely.
1: So did you end up I think if I'm if I'm going down in my head of thinking which ones you, you you uh said and which ones you didn't, um I think I can I think I know what you're what you're gonna go ahead and lean on as far as your number one that year.
0: Okay, let's I'm sure you can guess it, but let's also see if we can guess guess my rationale for it. So what, what do you think it is?
1: So I'm pretty sure it's it's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. It is. Because you didn't mention it, so obviously. Um I think your rationale there is Um, to me it's the one of the weaker ones of of the series but that's that's also probably because i didn't grow up with the series i didn't read the grow up with the books or the movies um but i can see that having a way more i don't want to say nostalgia but having like having that, that movie probably had more impact on you as a
0: kid um
1: than probably most of the movies that came out that year
0: wow you just really overthought it, uh, more than anything. Um, I just <laughs> I just didn't want to put two Lord of the Rings movies on a top ten. F- fair. That's fair. that's honestly what it is. I'd be like, well that's fair. Um, I love Fellowship a lot, but I got another movie down the road that is like untouchable, but also like yeah. I don't, I tried to like balance the scales a little bit here. Like spoiler alert, Batman Begins did not win for 2005, even though I think it's definitely in the running. Uh, Cause then, oh, it, yeah. then I would have had two Batman movies on my top 10. Like I tried not, I tried to balance it out a little bit. Yeah, so that's Sorcerer's Stone, I think it is one of the better Harry Potter movies in terms of adapting the source material. And I think that's mm-hmm. because at that point in time, it was still manageable to do so because Sorcerer's Stone is not that long of a book to have to adapt. Um, I think both the Alfonso Quran, not Alfonso Quran, he did the third one. Uh, I think both Christopher Columbus ones established the world so perfectly. Um, mm-hmm. I will say though, even as a kid, they never once felt long to me. And growing up, yeah. as I get older, I realize they are, they're like two and a half hours, two hours 40 but they never once felt like it to me. And I think that has to be a testament to how well they are paced and how well yeah. they're no, cast. I, I, I'll
1: agree with that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think honestly, just looking at Harry Potter top to bottom, I don't know if anybody's miscast. Like I know some people will be like, well, they're not accurate to the book for the purposes of the movie and what the movie requires of them. I'm trying to think, and I don't think anybody's miscast in Harry Potter. I think everyone fits yeah. so perfectly uh and i think that was set up originally with sorcerer's stone that that laid the groundwork in a really positive way um yes again i like fellowship of the ring but i try not to double dip as much as i could so yeah is that why fellowship is your top movie
1: I, I i gotta say fellowship yeah just because like i i, I didn't i'm not as big on sorcerer Snow, stone i love oceans 11 and i think it's incredible it's a, one of the most rewatchable movies i think of the year outside of like shrek or princess diaries um and i like the first spy kids but probably not as much as the second one um which second we'll get one to, has that
0: great line about questioning like, god <laughs>
1: Like, god like steve buscemi chill out dog uh but yeah no it's got to be fellowship yeah, I mean, that line wasn't even in the art. script
0: it was just steve buscemi going yeah, rogue
1: yeah. <laughs> which is like the most like that, that those things happen all the time in robert rodriguez movies and i love it um but yeah it's got to be fellowship i think it's the perfect way to start the series um it's incredible i personally think that the okay there's a whole discussion to be had about the extend extended editions versus the theatrical cut extended um i mean i agree because i grew up on the extended but we um, like it
0: extended editions
1: yes we do uh but like the cinema wins videos on them definitely makes a good argument that you know they the theatrical like it, it i think it's 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 really easy to see here as people that like only watch the extended editions to make it come off. Like the theatrical cuts are bad because that is not the case. They are still fantastic films. Um, just prefer the extra hour or whatever, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's gotta be fellowship for two, for two, 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 2001.
0: Now we get to our first absolutely mobbed year of 2002 in the words of Seamus and Drew McIntyre banger after banger after banger <laughs> after banger holy crap 2002 was a great year and no we're not going to be mentioning the star wars movie that came out this year there- <laughs> no what why not <laughs> even as a diehard Wars fan let's be honest deck of the clones is probably the worst in the franchise yeah i, I said it. It, it,
1: it to be fair even with a lot of like the uh prequel defending to these days i i i, I still i like the movies they're bottom level good like they're they're good I'd, I'd say they're good not a lot of people defend
0: never. attack of the clones either even those like prequel yeah, it, defenders it, like like you and i and generation that grew up on them we're like revenge of the sith and the other two movies i still say <laughs> phantom menace is the best of all the three um but I know I'm very much in the minority in that, but Attack of Clones is a movie that exists. But for the good things that came out in 2002, Count of, Count of Monte Cristo. Um, Josh is going to be surprised that this is on my list. A Walk to Remember. Yes, I like A Walk to awesome. Remember. It's sappy Classic. and it's discount Hallmark, <laughs> but I enjoy it. Um, It's uh,
1: one of the few Nicholas Sparks movies I actually enjoy, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. There, I have like
1: a handful of them that I like,
0: but... And then the best Frankie Muniz performance of all time, Big Fat Liar. I freaking love Big Fat Man. Liar so much. Um, the Rookie. Dude. It's, Dude. Oh, It's a lot the slower of movies. a movie than I remember as a kid. It's a very slow movie. Um, one of my favorite rom-coms of all time, not named 10 Things I Hate About You, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I love oh, My Big Fat yeah, Greek yeah, Wedding. Yeah. Older um, movie. Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, The Born Identity, James Gunn. Once again, we're going to talk about him. James Gunn written, Scooby-Doo, honestly. <laughs> and I mean this with full sincerity. When we do the podcast talking about the best casted movies of all time, Scooby-Doo has to be at the top of the list or near the top. Because say what you want about yep, the quality yeah. of the movie, everyone is perfect. And also people are like, well, Freddie Prinze Jr. was overacting and monotone. I'm going for what the movie is supposed to be in which case it's a satire of scooby-doo he fits perfectly he understands the assignment also matthew lillard as shaggy is literally a godsend to the point that they knew they knew they could not have him ever again so he's been doing the voice for the past 20 years because he's so good at it um you get tom cruise's minority report eight mile chamber of Secrets. Treasure Planet. I'm sorry Josh, is not my top Drumline. Okay, I, under, I under completely understand that this year is really really tough. Drumline, which is also a banger. And then lastly for my honorable mentions, Lord of the Rings the Two Towers. Holy crap, 2002 was a good year.
1: Okay. Okay, I see you.
0: <laughs> but for a different like, rationale like, this time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, like this m- m- year has a lot of movies that like weren't very culturally significant to like eight mile or like for me kung pao and equilibrium come on spy kids 2 ice age oh just like the ring signs like they're not i won't i'm now. Ne- i will never say that signs is a good movie but like no n- but like i can't it was everywhere. Like Ednites and stuff was everywhere at that time, and like the Ring, the movies like the Ring and 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 the Grudge were like terrifying at the time. Um, yeah. There's a movie that. Well, geez, then if you're not, are you are you doing Chamber of Secrets? You can't. There's nope. No way. What What's your top okay. movie first? Oh, Two towers I like two towers to me I like return but two towers I think is my favorite my favorite Star Wars movie so uh, Star Wars Lord of the Rings movie uh, up, up, up till now we will see what happens.
0: I love <laughs> all of the Lord of the Rings movie and for me I think they get just progressively better and better so oh, I agree. Uh, naturally we'll talk about it when we catch you 2003 but no no I think this movie also flew under your radar it flew under way too many people's radar I'll I'll go down on record saying of all the movies that came out in 2003. This movie has aged especially better than the rest. Robin Williams' one-hour photo. Oh yeah, that's two thousand two. Yep.
1: Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's not a lot of people that see that have seen that. So, like, I know. I, yes, and it's on. It's not on anyone's like top list for the for the year. But like,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So honestly, guys, for two thousand two. It is scary uncomfortable how well one hour photo has aged in this era of social media of this dude literally has pictures of someone else's family on his wall like yes. like a Facebook wall it it's it's creepy but also yeah, it's so. Robin Williams at his most subdued and terrifying like there's no big comedic explosion or like big um, I mean there is like a explosion Jim Carrey like facial <laughs> contortions it's it's him being very monotone and flat and dull for most of the performance and that's what makes it work so well Um, I think it's a brilliant thriller it's acted well it's aged so uncomfortably well and also for not being a horror movie has one of the most crap your pants inducing moments I have ever seen in a movie I'm just going oh that's a big old nope from me dog um, <laughs> I, I just really wish more people had seen one hour photo it's so good and honestly it's probably one of Robin Williams best performance um, again I could just put all of, Lord of the rings from 01 to 03 here I want to yeah. get some variety I, I think one hour photo is probably one of the best movies of 2002
1: yeah no i agree uh, and I, I i'd say two towers because i have to say two towers i can't like i can't not talk about two towers um Ch- chamber of secrets is pretty good um it's probably it's, the
0: weakest of all the harry potter movies not called I, seven definitely yeah, hallows yeah i was gonna say was Deathly like, hallows yeah, I, is- Oh.
1: I, I love we'll talk about it when we get there with Order of the Phoenix, but like uh, Chamber of the Secrets, I think it's definitely the weakest, quote unquote, even though it's also one of the most intriguing ones as well, story wise. So I, I, I it's I I'm always up in the air about it.
0: And I'm kind of wondering if um because it was just kind of it was fine, but not as good as it could have been. I wonder if that's kind of why Christopher Columbus stepped away after this yeah. one and we got Alfonso Cuaron coming in drastically changing up the style for prisoner of azkaban um but maybe he just wanted to do something else i, I don't know um moving yeah. on to 2003 we've get movies like hole so these movies are celebrating their 20th anniversary this year holes or as i like to call the children's shawshank redemption I, so good I, i'm determined Literally. i'm getting that video out this year um Damn. x2 X, um yeah x2 x-men united Finding Nemo, still, I think, one of the best Pixar movies ever made. Uh, Agreed. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, back when that franchise meant something. Um, One of Jack Black's best performances, School of Rock. One of Will Ferrell's best performances in Elf. And one of Jamie Lee Curtis's best performances in Freaky Friday. (laughs) And I mean that with full sincerity. She is so good in that. She's having so much fun. I thoroughly enjoy Freaky Friday. It's it's dumb fun, and I love it. Yep. And I mean, like,
1: I could bring up, like, The Last Samurai or Tears of the Sun or Old Boy, but, like, or Kill Bill Volume 1, just because of the cultural significance, I think. But, like, I think these are... I already... I, I Just because of the sequence of events, I know what you're going to pick in this year. This year. Um, and I know so, what you're going to pick, too. Well... I think I'm going to go with finding an email just, just because, uh, just because just because I've already, I've already picked two towers. I my sorcerer's stone
0: logic here.
1: Yeah. Like I can't like I, mm, and at the end of the day, I, I personally, I like two towers more than Richard. Wow. Of the King. Um, But it's also a very 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 thin margin (laughs) we're having to fudge a lot of loyalties in this in in, in this list just so that we're not talking about the same franchise every year
0: yeah but mine naturally will be um return of the king return of the king is like on my mount rushmore of favorite movies ever and i know we said um this is a best not favorites list but also Take the favorites out of it from a pure technical standpoint. The entire Lord of the Rings trilogy is a massive accomplishment. Top to bottom. Visual effects, acting, um, just general storytelling, production design. And I think that peaked with Return of the King. It just kept building and building and building. Like, Yes, the Helm's Deep battle is um, fantastic. One of the greatest battles of all time in Two Towers. But the Battle of Pelennor Fields, when the riders of Rohan come in and the sun is rising, you're just going, oh, we're going to war, boys, and it's glorious. It's a red day. Oh, it's it's beautiful. But it also has one of my favorite scenes in movie history, and it has nothing to do with Battle of Pelennor Fields. It's, Lord of the Rings is all about characters and getting you to love them and Lord, and Return of the King has a beautiful character moment. of uh, It's Pippin and Gandalf, uh, the person that Gandalf has been chastising for basically the entire trilogy. They're together and Pippin says, I never thought it would end this way. End? Oh, the journey doesn't end here. Death is just another path, one that we all must take. The gray rain curtain of this world rolls back and it all turns to silver glass. And then you see it. See what, Gandalf? White shores to a swift sunrise. That doesn't sound so bad. No. No, it isn't. And you're just like, this is in the middle of a big epic fight with ogres and trolls. Oh my. And you got me tearing Dude. up with beautiful glass seas.
1: And it's beautiful. I, I have always like, i say say prefaces. i love return of the king i love that speech i love everything about it i have just always thought it was funny how gandalf is telling uh uh mary this and is like gandalf you've died already what are you with like of course you know but well, it's gandalf like is also del- a wizard
0: who can come back it's like nah you're yeah, just yeah, gonna yeah. be dead hobbit it's like
1: so it's like well, yeah, of course you have this perspective, Gandalf. Like, yeah, it's not the end. Well, yeah, because you
0: died already and came back. Duh, like... I'm <laughs> Put that aside. You get one of the best character developments of all time. I've just... Ever thought I'd fight... Duh. I'd die fighting side by side with an elf. What about dying side by side with a friend? I... I can do that. You're like, yeah, you can! Bromance for life! Return of the King is just... There's a reason why it won so many awards that year. It's just so yes. good. Honestly, uh, if there wasn't one other big movie that comes later in the decade, I'd probably say Return of the King is the best movie of the decade. Um, That's fair. Yeah. It's, it's just, like I said, it's on Mount Rushmore of just one of the best movies I have ever seen. Now, getting into 2004, like 2002, this is, I- <laughs> this is a loaded year. Like, yeah. Uh, but it was loaded to the point of there's a lot of great but it was hard to find one thing that stood head and shoulders above everything else so you get movies like Passion of the Christ Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead which honestly is probably his best movie besides Zack Snyder's Justice League I really like his Dawn of the Dead Uh, Hellboy, Shaun of the Dead another one of my favorite rom-coms and Heather's favorite movie of all time so it had to be on here somewhere 13 going on 30 uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest of the world going, oh, so that's what Andy Serkis looks like in real life. Um, Shrek 2, one of the best animated sequels of all time. Prisoner of Azkaban, a major step up in quality for Harry Potter. Dodgeball, one of Heather's favorite comedies of all time. Anchorman, one of the most quoted comedies of all time. Born Supremacy, The Incredibles, one of the greatest treasure hunting movies of all time. National treasure expose the world to the national treasure that is Nicolas Cage, uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, and a late addition to the list. I completely forgot that this movie came out this year. Miracle, really good movie, like Miracle, dude, one of the best sports movies of all time. Who yeah. do you play
1: for, <laughs> dude? Oh, love it, love it. Um, yeah, Incredibles. Um, the the Machinist came out this year, which was like. I guess in retrospect is one of those biggest, the huge movie, terrifying, um, incredibly, uh, 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 thrilling. Um, and the fact
0: that that comes out a year before Christian Bale's next performance where he, which is,
1: that's, I think, uh, yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man two mean girls, uh, 51st dates, which is one of my favorites. Really? Um, I, one of my favorite rom-coms. I don't know why I enjoy it so much. Um, I, I, it's really funny thinking about it now how much crap I talk about Adam Sandler, but like I actually end up liking a good chunk of his movies despite me talking all that crap. Um, the first Saw movie comes out that year, um, iRobot comes out that year. Like it's like it is a banger year. One of my favorites, it's not my number one, but um, like Kung Fu Hustle or um, Finding Neverland comes out that year. I, I, 2004 was such a good year, like. Gosh dang! Like I think every year going forward has banger after banger. It, it's kind of crazy, actually.
0: So before I say my top movie for two thousand four, I just have to say one yeah. of the most two thousand sentences of all time. It's it'll almost yeah. be like a secret code to only a very specific generation. But you brought up iRobot. I remember mm-hmm. in junior high, one of my classmates had iRobot on his Zoom. Which, dude. if that's not a two thousand sentence, dude, I don't know what.
1: Zunes is. were wild. Man. Zunes were <laughs> like, better than iPod. They were. They just couldn't take off because iPod had had such a big mass appeal on him. Yep. Um, yeah, dude. Dude, I was a national treasures fan, uh, the series of unfortunate events with Jim Carrey is pretty good. I see. To me, I enjoyed it.
0: See, I uh, read the books. And it was like you just blew through the first three books. <laughs> Fair you enough. You just went through the first um, three also,
1: books. Well, thomas jane's punishers this it not bad not bad yeah one of the best punisher performance we, we performances we'd have until the show
0: which that reminds me uh did you ever see punisher dirty laundry that youtube short that he did yeah look it up he did a. I think i have no, so but, like yeah, how have, nathan filling did that uncharted short film patrick jane was also in a yeah um punisher short film thomas. called dirty laundry and i'm going oh yes um and,
1: Easily uh one of my favorite of the Riddick series, The Chronicles of Riddick, is, is comes out that year. I I have a soft spot for for early early Vin Diesel. Um, I don't know why. Back when I, he I mean, had hair. He doesn't have hair.
0: He never has hair. Ah, uh, he had hair in. What did he have? He had definitely had hair in something. Well, he That's had hair Iron him. Giant era, and then he had <laughs> hair. Was it? It's not be cool.
1: Nah, because be I cool. mean, like, I remember what like, about the first like, triple X? No, he's bald in that one.
0: Um, he's what bald about in the um, pacifier. what about um, Saving Private Ryan? Is that the one where he's got hair? I think he's bald in that one, too. I'll look now, it up, okay. yeah, what... Vin Diesel's baldography. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: what's uh, what, Josh's... what's your favorite movie of the year?
0: Uh, this is not going to be surprising, but it might be to Josh. Um, for the time being, it was the best superhero movie toby mcguire spider-man 2 granted it's been it's been dwarfed dozens and dozens of times over i think since um but there's this earnestness to it that was refreshing and it's still one of not the best spider-man movie there's like two or three by now that are better than it but yeah um i think it took all the stuff that worked in the first spider-man but then elevated to a whole separate level, you introduce one of the best comic book villains of all time, and Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. I fully saying this as biased because Doc Ock was one of my favorites when I read the comics as a kid. So I didn't see this in theater, so I watched it. But I remember the like, uh, what's the reflective, like the lithograph, whatever things that were mm-hmm. cards that were in Lunchables. Like every yeah. the marketing campaign for Spider-Man Two was everywhere, and also. Every kid in America grew up playing Spider-Man 2 on some form of a console. Spider-Man 2 is just peak. Uh, But the movie, for a while there, it was the template of what a good superhero movie should be. Of just make the story personal. Um, take the character out of the suit for a good stretch of time. And get us to care about the character. Like, there's yes. a good stretch of time that he does not have the Spider-Man suit. When he says Spider-Man no more, they actually make it mean something. Wow, what a novel concept. And to me... This is a slight spoiler for uh, story beats that'll be unfolded in the coming months. But uh, I think character superhero costumes are an often overlooked storytelling element. And I think they utilized it well for Spider Man 2 of literally throwing it away. Um, Mm -hmm. One of my favorite tropes that I'll never get sick of in movies is when a character has like a homemade suit and then they finally get the suit that they get from the comics or they actually earn the comic book equivalent of what they're supposed to wear i like that spider-man 2 just works across the board for me if there's anything that i think is downside it's the downside to the entire trilogy and it's kirsten dunce's mj she just sucks yes. throughout but that that was the peak of that era of spider-man um still a lot of people's pick for the top um comic book movie of all time i don't know if i'd go that far i don't think i ever went that far for my love of it but as a spider-man fan growing up and still to this day i think it it will always hold a special place in my heart and i from a technical standpoint it's still really well made some of the cg still holds up pretty well they were doing groundbreaking things for 2004
1: yeah no i completely agree um this one's really really tough for me uh partially because i don't want to i only want to use one movie per franchise and later on there's one in this uh, one there's one in one of these franchises that i like the best out of them um so honestly i think i'm gonna have to go with the incredibles i think it is up there with probably top five pixar movies of all time it just it's incredible with what they've they they did uh it's one of the ones i quote the most i think um syndrome is equal parts terrifying but like also understandable as a vil- villain as well um it's really really hard i think in 2004 to pick a pick a number one but i think i'm going to have to i have to go with the, the Incredibles given the scenario we're in moving on to 2000
0: 2000- um, oh yeah
1: uh I so I looked it up I did some live Google uh he is bald in triple X uh and then he he and I have the same amount of hair in saving private ryan So like you know when I shave my head and like it kind of looks like I have hair but not really like yeah that's that's the kind of hair he has in saving private ryan
0: He had There's hair only for been, Iron Giant <laughs> There's only been like one
1: movie that he had hair for and it was like really really weird to watch because it was definitely one of those like you should shave your hair but
0: hold on didn't he have hair in babylon ad Uh, That why am i pulling babylon ad out of my butt that does not matter
1: um let me see live google (laughs) yeah it's the same amount of hair as in saving private ryan but there's <laughs> at least like, some he, hair there. He "Quote unquote" has hair, but it's oh, like geez. it's a shaven
0: head. That. that movie's got a seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, it is not good. Um, but the, <laughs> how the heck did I remember Babylon AD? Man, I my brain is weird. My brain's wired weird. I'm gonna
1: live Google because there's yeah yeah yeah. There's that one movie that he he was in. Um, Oh geez, what's the movie?
0: Yeah, he was in something like called? like Be Cool or something where he was like a gangster. What or a something.
1: movie! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, yeah, there's like some movie he has hair, and I can't. There's a little, but I can't find it. Oh, I mean, he has um, he has hair in Witch Hunter.
0: But uh, we don't count that because I don't think that was his okay. hair. Vindy's just okay. the biggest <laughs> nerd in the world. I. <laughs>
1: Just for, I st- just
0: for making the last witch hunter alone that was like I, dude it's like I using your power in hollywood and then there's really God. using your power and that was him really yeah. using his power um speaking of vin diesel though in 2005 back on track he was in a movie called the pacifier that the critics are way too hard on the pacifier is entertainingly stupid, and I love it.
1: I yeah, I have. I was gonna say, I, like, I have such a, a a soft spot for pacifier. Um, I don't know why, um, uh, but it, it's it's super entertaining. Like, there's a lot of movies in uh 2005 that are like kind of garbage, but also like fun garbage. So
0: yeah. <laughs> so 2005, we get. Again, I'm realizing as we talk about this, I like more rom-coms than I think. I'm just very, very particular about them because one of my favorites, Fever Pitch, and one of the few good Jimmy Fallon movies. Um, Sahara, one of the most underrated adventure movies of all time. Y'all didn't go out and support that movie in theaters. Shame on you. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, Madagascar, Cinderella Man. Almost taking the top spot, Batman Begins, uh, Sky High, An underrated Shia LaBeouf movie, the greatest game ever played. Love that movie. Uh, Goblet of Fire, uh, one of my favorite in the entire franchise besides the final movie. Walk the Line, uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong, Coach Carter, and Will Smith's Hitch. I use that way too often in my vernacular whenever I'm describing what I'm allergic to. I'm just going, y'all see the movie Hitch? Yeah, my allergic reactions are a lot like that, and they're going, oh, okay. (laughs) that's funny but like also like i think to me
1: one of my favorite saw movies in the franchise saw two is um is comes out that year um the lion witch and the wardrobe comes out that year uh one of my favorite adam sandler movies the longest yard um love that movie uh pride and prejudice mr mrs smith uh madagascar say what you will but that movie still lives in my head rent-free sometimes like gosh dude um or even like um robots with um robin williams is that has that not movie. aged as well
0: as you think it has no
1: it has not but it doesn't make it
0: any less funny i love that it's like making the rounds on social media now of just like what is this movie as people take like out of context clips from the movie and we're just going yes we, we were alive for the movie and we even can't explain it to you of like yeah why you have Robin Williams as a robot, cross-dressing, doing combat, fighting, dancing to "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." Like we cannot so explain funny. it to you.
1: Or like the like the mom robot of the group is called Fanny because she's got a big caboose. Like come on. And you and so McGregor weird.
0: is a. The only reason I saw this movie is because you and McGregor was a blue robot.
1: <laughs> it's fun, okay? It's not perfect, but it's it's a good time. Um, I. Goblet of Fire was. This was the the first Harry Potter movie I saw. Um, was my first interaction with the 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 series at all. So um, yeah, Goblet of Fire is literally my favorite of the series. I think it's the best. Um, it's at least the most well rounded of the series. I think. Um, it is the most entertaining, perhaps. Um, um I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, it a bunch of fantastic
0: movies. Um, I'm curious though, as to what your number one's going to be. So this is one that like, if I have to defend my position, I won't be able to just because there's a, there's a lot of candidates that could have done this, but Mm -hmm. I didn't go with them. It begins for the same reason. I didn't go with fellowship in 2001. It's like, I didn't want to completely dominate with one specific franchise Which is why I went with Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Nice, okay, yeah. Because honestly, with Lord of the Rings finishing two years earlier, it left this desire for fantasy in a lot of people's minds. And as someone that read the books a lot as a kid, it adapts the book incredibly well. But also, they did not have to go as hard as they did on this movie from like a production design standpoint, CGI standpoint, like for 2005 there's quite a few of this that still looks incredibly good, like Aslan still looks outstanding, the beavers still look outstanding um, the warfare and the final fight outstanding, like the cinematography uh, showing actual battle strategy, I'm going oh, this is interesting and compelling, um sure the children actors aren't necessarily the best but the world is introduced to one james mcavoy tilda swinton is a terrifying white witch um and honestly in the
1: movie in the movie <laughs>
0: in the movie, in, the movie. <laughs> in real life she's an alien from planet zeptar and she's she's just come and to learn about human culture but she stumbled upon an acting career instead where she's very good at it um but honestly, I can't hear anybody else's voice as Aslan but Liam Neeson's. He yeah, was inspired no, casting. He wouldn't I don't think as a kid he would have been my pick, but for the many facets of Aslan, he he perfectly exudes all of them. Like I said, cinematography, production design, um Harry Gregson Williams music. The music in Narnia is so good. Agreed. Um, just across the board. If you only watch one Narnia movie, cuz that's probably what you should do, watch The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and then wish that they made more movies and don't actually watch the other movies that they made. Yeah, they, yeah, made, they I, made weird choices with the rest of the movies. <sighs> Looking at you Prince Caspian somehow bringing back the White Witch.
1: Yeah, it's okay, cuz like you, I read the books a lot i'm um, growing up um i think the the final battle uh the the last one is my favorite of the series um it was the first time a book made me cry actually um but yeah the the one lion the witch the wardrobe is fantastic it's still aged pretty well um it, it was one of those like it definitely there was that longing for um that longing for fantasy uh and they did they stuck to the book and did such an incredible job to the point that like i i don't know about you but i was excited to see what they do with the rest of the books um prince caspian's fine it is i think it's if if you haven't read the books it's just as good as the first movie but Voyage of the Dawn Treader they go way off course and it, it so the movie suffers because of it I think.
0: That's cuz if um, i remember correctly Voyage of the Dawn Treader was not Disney.
1: Correct. And they they just kind of stopped so. Um and allegedly Netflix has the Does Netflix still have the have the rights now uh, to that? As far as i, I know think... yes. Gross. I mean maybe if they they're sold are just going to sit on movies, them
0: They're just going to sit on it.
1: Oh man. Anyway, so my favorite movie this year is one that I watch every single year on a specific day. V for Vendetta is easily one of the best movies. Yeah, dude, I will uh, fight you. Ah, that was 2006. That is
0: 2005. That's no, I have
1: it marked down. 2006.
0: No no, 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 no. 2006. No, it's 2005. What? I have it in my 2006 category.
1: It is 2005. I'm looking it up uh, just to make sure. What I, I Wikipedia
0: lied to me?
1: Wikipedia says what? Oh, the okay, I see. I see what. I oh, okay. I see what's going on. Um, it was released
0: March seventeenth, two thousand six, in the U.S. Did it get an yes. international okay, release first? Its
1: initial release was two thousand five. Gotcha. Okay. Wow, that's screw annoying. you v
0: for vendetta on a okay. technicality it could go for either 2005 or 2006 if it whatever poach your float yeah. yeah
1: and i think honestly yeah i'm gonna keep up uh, just for my sake i'm gonna keep it in 2005 um yeah just because there's there's some good ones in um in 2006 as well yeah, but there is. i i i, the, I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave V for Vendetta in 2005, uh, which is kind of crazy. I didn't realize that that could... I mean, I knew that could happen, but like...
0: 1917, it theoretically technically opened in 2019, but why did it release in 2020?
1: Yeah, that's wild. That's really crazy, actually. Hmm. Anyway, but yeah, uh, V for Vendetta. It's a movie I, I watch every single year. Um, like, literally, it's one of the only movie traditions I think I hold still to this day. Um, we did it, did it in college, did it i've done it every year since then um incredible film sticks is like i watched it which is crazy um i watched it with my family for the first time in like 2020 um which was like really wild to being that like the, the you know the government in the movie created a virus to put control on on, on its people and it, like in 2020 that was very much like a a fear that that was happening um Gosh, what an incredible movie. Um Hugo Weaving fantastic. Literally everybody's acting their butts off in this film. Um I I think this was the moment where I I realized that and probably mostly because uh I the only place I'd seen um Natalie Portman before was in the Star Wars films. Um so like this was the moment that I was like, "Oh, she can she can like legit act." holy crap like dude natalie portman is killing it in this in, in v for vendetta
0: a v for vendetta is a lot like one hour photo of it's only aged better with time of just yes. like why did you have to be so right about so many things why why couldn't you just be wrong like i i don't like that this <laughs> is just uncomfortably accurate uh but moving into 2006 v for vendetta is <laughs> a great movie. It's not my top movie for 2006. No, no, no. It's always an honorable mention, but I just had that mild panic go No, uh, <laughs> V for Vendetta, uh, Glory Road, an often overlooked Disney sports movie. I like Glory uh, mainly Road. because
1: it, it deals heavily in the racism of the of basketball, and a lot of people, especially 2006, were not ready to, for that conversation.
0: Well, also, it was I think it was either January or February release, so you know. Only one of the hottest of movies comes out. Um, She's the Man with Amanda Bynes and oh, Channing Taylor.
1: Um,
0: Monster House, still one of my favorite animated Halloween movies, like Agreed. family-friendly Halloween movies of all time. One of the best football movies of all time with Invincible. Like if Just Dude, watch the mud so res- not Not the mud wrestling. The mud football oh, scene mud again. Honestly,
1: we're watching mud, okay, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. mud <laughs> wrestling? Okay, yes. Mud wrestling with Mark Wahlberg.
0: <laughs> Mud football with Mark Wahlberg. Honestly, it doesn't sound that special, but the music and which is what the scene means. It's like that's yeah, football. Um, the yeah. Departed. Um, here's where I'm gonna shock. Now I'll, I'll <laughs> say that one for last. Actually, uh, Casino Royale, Pursuit of Happiness, Night at the Museum, and here's where I shock Josh. Rocky Balboa.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 I I know what your number one is then. Um,
0: <laughs> which okay. If you do, <laughs> Rocky Balboa was going to be my top one, but I'm like, you know yeah, what? Exactly. I'm I'm going to swap it for this one else instead, because Rocky Balboa yeah. really is my favorite in the franchise, but I think there's something technically made better.
1: Yep. No, I'm, I feel that. I mean, uh, some people love this movie. It is not my favorite, mostly because... It's- the main character doesn't make sense but um Tokyo Drift came out that year um one of my personally one of my favorite uh Jet Li movies Fearless came out that year showing like how like martial arts could be filmed and what it looks like against other styles fantastic um the uh legendary 300 came out that year um Night at the Museum which is compl- a super underrated, underrated trilogy
0: movie. I
1: love those movies um Ice Age 2 come on um also okay i'm gonna say this and i know i'm gonna catch flack but at the time because i know it's, it's a, this movie has been memed to death but at the time i loved cars i thought cars was so good when it came out are you kidding me like uh, you could fight me on it i don't care i think it's a fantastic movie um it's because that to was your back. first
0: movie in the theaters
1: yeah well screw
0: you <laughs> also, i remember uh, that yes
1: um the what was the uh, i remember doing well but like at the at the um award shows but like um mel gibson mel gibson not mel gibson yeah mel, mel gibson's um apocalyptico um came out that year the one with about my oh, yeah, people yeah, yeah. or something um that he completely like got the races wrong yeah mm, which is crazy um also you know the i'm gonna say this one because i know you're not gonna say this one the illusionist um <laughs> which is
0: i saw it coming
1: a mile away it is good if you haven't seen the other magic movie that came out this year
0: (laughs) yes it is the costco version of my top movie of 2006 which is the prestige i saw the prestige okay three comma half times before i finally saw so the first time I watched The Prestige, I've rented it from a local library, and every single time the DVD was jank. So it, like, freeze and shut down halfway through every single time. So if you watch the first half of The Prestige three times in a row, you kind of figure out what's going to happen in the second half. That didn't detract it at all for me. I still think The Prestige is probably one of Christopher Nolan's more underrated movies. Like as soon as The Dark Knight came out, everyone was like, oh, The Dark Knight, and then Inception, oh, Inception, oh, Dunkirk, oh, Interstellar, I'm like, The Prestige is just a simple story of one-upsmanship and bravado and ego, but it's done so well. Um, Very well, yeah. I love The Prestige. I love it because just like any good magic trick, the answer is right in front of your face, but because it's so simple, you don't want to believe that that's the answer. And I'm like, that's it's kind of genius. But upon is, rewatches, you're just like, oh, why is Christian Bale wearing a beard in this scene? Because that's clearly Christian Bale with a beard. You're not hiding Christian Bale with a beard here. <laughs> um, it's so well done. It's such an engaging story. It does make me hate The Illusionist a little bit more because they're not trying to do the same thing. They're really not. They're two separate movies. One is just done so much better. It's a uh, Bugs Life and Ant situation here. No, not even Bugs Life Ants. Uh, Yeah, I I wouldn't do that to The Illusionist. No, it's it's not. not. It's worse. It's Finding Nemo and Shark Tale. Okay, okay. It's Finding Nemo and Shark Tale is what it is.
1: Casey, uh, okay, but like that like some people love shark tales like are you one of book. them
0: i am not i absolutely am not um, um, but they say but yeah, working what, at the car wash while working at a car wash i want to
1: smack my head with that dvd every time i see it um but yeah like for me balboa is the best best movie of the year it's so to me, good it's- it's the best rocky movie ever um same it's got some of the best speeches the fights are fantastic sylvester salone is at his best in my opinion in this movie um fantastic film one that we watch from time to, uh from time to time um I I have a vivid memory about three or four years ago when I was talking, I was at some job talking, you know, I was in the kitchen talking to the the front of house people that are all younger than me. And it was like, I was like, yeah, man, you've never seen Bob I mean, it came out fairly recently. This was like this was like and like 2019 or something. Like I, I was like, it came out recently. No, it didn't, Josh. What? What? What do you
0: mean? <laughs> I'll be honest. When Rocky Balboa came out, was when I first started getting interested in Rocky. So I think I watched Rocky yeah. four first, four one six. I was I watched them all, all kinds of jank, out of order, but it didn't matter. They're so great, and Creed is right around the corner, and I cannot wait for him to die at the hands yeah. of Jonathan Majors. You know, die right in time for them to make Creed four, as they've already confirmed. Spoiler alert: He's gonna survive. The main protagonist, <laughs> unless, the main protagonist so, is gonna survive, unless the only it's about way I can. Yeah, the only
1: way I can see is if it's about his daughter after she grows up. Which oh, I was uh, about to say, Jonathan H.
0: Just takes the franchise and it's all about <laughs> Damien. Creed Four <laughs> is secretly just called Creed Four. Damien.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was going to say if if they do pull the trigger and quote unquote pull the trigger, um, and and kill, um, Adonis, uh, I think it's got the fourth one's got to be his daughter, which I wouldn't be surprised with. I'm fine with that. I have no, I have no, no fight, no, no fi- qualms against that.
0: So we get to 2007, and this is the first of two years that as soon as I saw the list of movies, I'm going, oh, nope, it's that one. Don't even have to think for more than two seconds. It is that movie right there. That This is an easy one. Um, But other movies that came out in 2007 besides the top movie are Shooter. Um, I'm sure this movie's gonna be in consideration for Josh. TMNT, uh, Edgar Wright's-
1: la- <laughs> huh? One of the last times we had a really, really good uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles
0: movie. Edgar Wright's Hot Fuzz. Oceans Thirteen, I'm saying yeah. Oceans Thirteen is the best of the trilogy. I actually like it more than Eleven. I really, really? like Thirteen. I really like I Thirteen. I don't a think lot. I've seen
1: Thirteen. I don't think I've seen Thirteen because I, I just really hated. I hated Twelve so much. No, 12, so like, Twelve.
0: does suck. No, Thirteen. I think Thirteen is my favorite. I really like Thirteen a lot. Okay. Um, okay. Here's where I might surprise Josh. Fourteen oh eight. Okay. No, I'm, I'm I'm with you on that one. I'm Transformers. It's oh yeah, fantastic it's fantastic. Movie. I just they're. In 2007, there was a clear-cut this winner here. Uh, Transformers, one of Michael Bay's best movies. I will always die on that hill that the first Transformers is really, really fun. Uh, Born Ultimatum at 310 to Yuma. I'm sure there's some others that I missed here.
1: I mean, yeah. like the No Country for Old Men. Oh, the that Phoenix. was 2007? Yeah, dude. No Country for, for okay, Old Men is Okay, it's still close, but
0: I'm sticking with my pick. It's still yeah, yeah, cl- no, it's no, closer, fine. though.
1: In my opinion, the best of the Fantastic Four series, the 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 Rise of the Silver Surfer. um get, w- Saying it's the best of the series is not really saying much, but minus like, Jessica remember, Elba's weird hair. Yeah, I, even with saying that, it's still such a cool movie. Speaking of co- cool movies, Ghost Rider came out that year. Uh, <laughs> it's not good, but it was fun. uh Yeah. Uh, at world's end hot rod which easily one of my favorite comedies dan in real life which is a, one of my favorite Stephen steve carell movies um i am legend came out that year freaking juno juno like order of the phoenix uh, yeah there's so much that came out that year it, it's it's just pretty pretty dang cool ratatouille did we talk about ratatouille ratatouille came out that year um, oh I'm, i love ratatouille
0: i'm not the biggest fan of ratatouille oh, <laughs> i think Brad Bird's. I mean, like, services and talents are better utilized elsewhere (laughs) fair enough (laughs) so what is what's your top movie then for 07
1: really i think it's it's my favorite of the series um i i i think it's the one that finally learned to to ease up on the steady the shaky cam a little bit um shaky cam's fine it works well in certain scenarios but like I love identity, but the, the shaky cam, when he, whenever he's running anywhere or in any kind of fight gets really old, really fast. Um, they use it. They, they ease up a little bit on, on it in um, supremacy. Suprem- yeah. in supremacy, but that, but like one of the, like all of the Asian fights are almost unwatchable because you of the, of the shaky cam ultimatum. Fantastic though. Uh, it's got some great lines, but it's the, the, the legendary, like, like well if you were here then we'd be having this conversa- conversation face to face like oh yeah no dude so good love love the born ultimatum
0: that surprises me uh because my top one oh why why there we go don't give me that just have to double check that it, the director is who i think it is. <laughs> See, I, I was like 90% sure i was like 90% sure but not 100 david fincher's zodiac
1: zodiac yeah,
0: okay. is so good like before it became a popular trend to just be like oh i'm gonna listen to the murder podcast you know what put down the murder podcast and listen to a movie podcast per a per- preferably hosted by two white dudes that don't know what they're talking about i mean <laughs> that doesn't actually narrow down the list but uh <laughs> listen to yeah, ours instead yeah. of a murder podcast but before like Serial killers were a popular thing, which is still a terrifying sentence that we have nowadays. There was Zodiac with arguably one of the strongest casts ever. You get Mark Ruffalo, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, Robert Downey Jr. um, Oh, you got one of the guys from Mindhunter. It's just so well done, top to bottom. It's on the long side-ish, but oh, it's such a good thriller. I think, hands down, this is the best movie that I saw from 2000. Like, I didn't see it when it came out, but I've seen it subsequent times ever since, and it's just a masterclass in how to do a serial killer movie. It's just so well done. Yeah,
1: the only reason I didn't bring up is because I haven't seen it. So yeah, I kind of wonder. Yeah, so I haven't seen that movie. It's been on the list of to be seen for a while, but I just haven't gotten to it.
0: Now we get to 2008, which is before Oof. even 2007. 2008, I was just like, well, "Oh, 2008's taken care of. I don't even have to look at the rest of the, the, the calendar. I just know 2008 belongs to The Dark Knight, and then there's everyone else. Like, if, 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 if anybody has been following film for any length like, of time, you know The Dark Knight came out in 2008 just because it really shook up the movie industry, and there's a big contingent of sweaty film fans that really gravitated towards that movie and their love of film comes from that one movie and one movie alone. Oh,
1: on so the queue. Yeah, yeah, I got it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of other... i sh- There was a the marketing campaign for Dark Knight was everywhere, but Dark Knight, yeah. easily my top pick for 2008. One of the best movies, not just of the year, but honestly, it's right after Return of the King of the best movie of the 2000s, just as a decade. Uh, but besides The Dark Knight... 2008 had a really really stacked year of all over the place type of movies uh you yes. had movies like matt reeves's cloverfield the surprisingly mm. good rambo which has no right being as good as it was um they should just they should have just ended it there um in bruges a movie josh still needs to see because it's right up his alley with colin farrell and yeah um, trust me. brendan gleason uh Be Kind Rewind. Very underrated movie that I think if anybody has ever done anything creative, you should check it out. Uh The Start of the MCU with Iron Man started off very, very strong. Iron Man's great. Uh The Strangers, one of Josh and I's favorite horror movies that you never ever watch by yourself. Don't <laughs> do it. Uh one of my favorite comedies, not name right Man and Tights, Get Smart. Wally, Step Brothers. I love Tropic Thunder so much. Um, <laughs> Another, <laughs> we say this all the time, another underrated Shia LaBeouf movie, Eagle Eye. Not enough Dude, people, not I'm enough so people talk about Eagle Eye. Eagle Eye. Oh my gosh, I love Eagle Eye. Eagle Eye, and then the most depressing movie of 2008, and probably the most depressing movie, this side of Requiem for Your Dream, which is funny, because it's the same guy. The Wrestler, starring Mickey Rourke. Oh, okay,
1: I thought you were going to go with the, the Boy in the Striped Pajamas.
0: Oh. That was also,
1: that's also heart-wrenching. Um, on a Lighter tone, uh Horton nears who came out that year, um which is one something that I always revisit. um They're not good, but like they they definitely took a stab at like a quote unquote superhero world with a Hancock or a Jumper. Both like you know they they're not great, but like enjoyable.
0: At Hancock least. had um, a really good first half.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and like and then TV it just too- went
0: completely off the rails.
1: <laughs> Jumper, Jumper was a world where like I. I enjoyed it and I wanted to like explore it more I think is it was the big thing for me. I enjoyed the film quite a bit but um I really wanted I really wish they had made a sequel or something. Um Taken came, comes out in 2008 which is like it's hard to talk about Taken now because it's been memed to death so much but like when Taken came out it was a it was a big deal. Really big deal.
0: Uh um, Taken's 2009
1: it, is I why what is happening? Once again? I, I have it in 2000. What in the world? All right. Let's see. Let's find out. Let's watch me get. Watch it do the same thing. Wikipedia. Right,
0: I'm coming on IMDb. It says. Oh, come on. Give me a release date. Two thousand. <sighs> same a, thing. Mine says 2008, 2008 on
1: IMDb. Yeah. It says 2008 in France. And then it was released in 2009
0: in the United States. Why would you release it in France first? France is that the bad sense. guy.
1: Especially like. yeah especially like with with the way that the movie is um and we do want to talk about movies that were are are easily memed to death uh wanted came out that year as well uh i'm only bringing this up because it's cultural culturally significant not because it's a good film it is not good by any stretch of the uh, stretch of the imagination uh but twilight came out in 2008 that was the beginning of that crap fest robert pattinson Um, god i just i feel so bad for him because the main's this was like the first and for a lot of people the last time they watched robert pattinson especially in the mainstream and like you just miss so much of a movie if this is the only movie you've seen um Torino, uh kung fu panda came out that year uh move over dark knight <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay
1: i mean there is a conversation to be had about a conversation that
0: because it, but let's yes. be honest kung fu panda 2 is where it's at Oh, dude, absolutely. I like, Kung Fu 2 is, yeah. in the words of I, Martin Scorsese, this. this is cinema.
1: It's <laughs> so good. Uh, but yeah, like, Dark Knight, absolutely best movie of the, of the, of the year. Um, it is one of the last times I will enjoy a Batman movie from Christopher Nolan. Um, <laughs> There's only one more! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. But, I, yeah, I just... Dark Knight is so good. It... Um, it's it's really sad to that of what it did to heath but at the same time like his performance is out of this world it is the movie is incredible everybody's firing on all cylinders so first probably and hopefully not the last time we got batman with white eyes um for like a short span of time one scene Um, at least they tried yeah they tried at least they and I, i appreciated it that they tried it in that way because it was like okay we 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 have to have a reason we can't just give it to him now that we're you know a second movie in um so i appreciated that such a good film it's hard to not pick it easily one of the best movies of the 2000s um yeah dark knight all the way
0: now lastly we have 2009 oh this is another one of there's a lot of great but it's really really hard to pick the top movie um, yeah agreed oh hey did you know taken came out in 2009 <laughs> who <are> you <laughs> and 2008 in france little known fact apparently apparently taken. which is interesting like
1: that that kind of like i don't i don't want to talk about it now but like that is super interesting like okay so then release dates like what, which one actually quote unquote matters. And like stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Why did take it open in France first? Yeah. <laughs> like France- it's literally it's about so like weird. the underbelly of France.
1: Like, yeah. why would you like do France that? Are the
0: guys. <laughs> like, okay, sure. Um, arguably one of the best Friday, the 13th movies of all time. Uh, the Michael Bay remake in 2009 is still one of the best in the entire franchise. I will fight anyone on that. Um, once again, this is the second time I'm saying this today, but one of Zack Snyder's best movies, Watchmen. I know that's mm. a very divisive movie, which you could say that about any Zack Snyder movie, but I think for the most part, he gets Watchmen right. There's some major story elements that I think he misses the point, but other, for the most part, I think it's a very well-made movie. Um, the Soloist with Robert Downey Jr. and Jamie Foxx, mm, very good movie. Yeah. Um One of my favorite and most rewatched Harry Potter movies... Uh, Half-Blood Prince Agreed, agreed. Half-Blood Prince is I'm not looking at it from the movie perspective I'm looking at it from the book perspective um, It was the desperately needed bounce back that the series needed after the low point that was Order of the Phoenix as a book The movie yeah. The movie I think is better than the book when it comes to Order of the, uh, the Phoenix because the book just drags too much stuff out and I remember when it you were reading sucks. the books you're just like Order of the Phoenix sucks and then you get to Half-Blood Prince you're just like alright I'm back on board baby yeah 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 absolutely Ap- my only criticism with hapload prince is it's pg and i don't yeah, know why it, it they that easily could have gone pg-13 and has the, like one of the most devastating movie endings i've ever seen especially mm-hmm. if you're like some of the people that i saw the movie with at midnight didn't know what the ending would be going oh yeah. enjoy your drive home in sadness um one of josh and i's favorite horror movies in 2009 orphan so good and uh, Josh has a crush on the girl. Now police are coming for you. you. Don't put that out there. All right? <laughs>
1: it, it, it's such a—it's one of those movie like a- actor crushes that's really hard to like defend for the people that don't realize that it's. she's the a, age four, is a thing. Woman. Yeah, like that she's not actually a child. Like, come on, chill out. Uh, <laughs> a child. I don't like. I don't like having that conversation because there's no way to come out of that conversation, and not even anybody in your mind be like. It's a little like a pedophile.
0: I was like, no, it's not, I promise, no. It was a pedophile.
1: <laughs> we also uh, have
0: District but- 9. We also have Dude. Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. Um, <gasps> the only time I've ever liked Jesse Eisenberg besides Social Network, Zombieland. Love Zombieland so much. Yes. Uh, the Blind Side. Sandra Bullock, you did not deserve your Academy Award for that movie. Um, you're fine in it, but come on. Uh, Trick or Treat. Love Trick or Treat. And my last honorable mention... For a time, this was my favorite movie just in the entire world, ever. Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. Interesting. No, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I was it's, super it, high on this good, movie, but... and yeah, yeah, I look at it now. I'm like, this is fine, but um, wow, I was really swayed by the theater going experience for this movie. <laughs> like, I really yeah. like Sherlock Holmes. But come on now, 2009, Nathan. Come on now. <laughs> is it really uh, yeah i'm i'm curious to see what josh's number one is for 2009 yeah my, I, mine is like a. I, I guess this is it
1: yeah i'm, I'm kind of with you on that here because like half blood prince is really good um but i've already done goblet of fire so i can't i don't want to i don't want to repeat um the first jj abrams star trek comes out this year in 2009 um which is a lot of fun i I know it's divisive but for me I really really enjoyed them um bastards uh law-abiding citizen um up came out this year that year uh one of my b- biggest guilty pleasure movies um N- ninja assassin came out that year <laughs> uh one of the scariest PG movies you'll ever see came out that year with Car- uh, with Caroline oh um, no yeah that movie is this should not be PG cuz that is terrifying. It is super good. Uh Fantastic Mr Fox came out that year as well. Um
0: And yeah. that's not your top?
1: No, actually. Um This year was hard because I think 2009 has a lot of really good movies but nothing that's like great. Um I think <sighs> Oh, and I guess Avatar came out that year too. Uh oh well. Um I, I honestly I think I'm gonna go with Inglorious Bastards. I, I really enjoy the film. I think it's really good. Um I I think I might like Half Blood Prince more, but that I because i'm not trying to oversaturate this this list i think i'm gonna go inglorious bastards up is fantastic Zombieland is one of my personal favorites but i think as far as like how well a movie is made i think Inglorious glorious bastards has got to be up there
0: that is a good movie um i'm gonna surprise you and i'm gonna go jj abrams star trek i okay. think yeah, um, yeah, yeah yeah it's it sounds really really sad and maybe it's just a testament to him as a director but um JJ works at his best when he's just stealing from other people and trying to do his Star Wars audition tape before he got Force Awakens because there's so much Star Wars in this Star Trek movie. There and I know, is. I know a lot of Trekkies hate it for that reason, going, oh, I'm sorry. Were you just mad that there's a financially successful Star Trek movie for once? And Star Trek yeah. movies actually had back-to-back-to-back good movies for once instead of every other movie? Um, I was not a Trekkie at all. Like, I've, I've seen some of the movies. Wrath of Khan is one of the most important movies in my entire life, but that's a story for another day. Um, So I was curious enough about the new Star Trek. I was like, this this could be fun. I remember just being blown away when I walked out of that theater. My entire family was like, that was spectacular. That Yeah, more than, absolutely. In a year that had Avatar, which, whatever. Um, I I understand and respect Avatar's place in the movie history. Star Trek was the one movie in 2009 that I walked away just going, that was a spectacle meant for the big screen. I yeah. was not invested in this franchise, but now I am. It's just a well-made ensemble adventure story, and I will always be on board with those type of like big, fun ensemble cast movies. I think everyone not named Zachary Quinto is cast perfectly. Like He's not bad, but his Spock is lacking compared okay. to other characters. Like Carl Urban as Bones just... You are the best, and rest in peace, Anton Yelchin. As um, Anton is so good everyone's perfect. Him, Simon Pegg, but also I know again, Star Trek fans hate this these new movies. They hate the Kelvin timeline, but I really actually like how they incorporated Leonard nimoy Spock into the story of just being like, yes. because of timeline shenanigans, I'm. I'm here. You're destined to do great things. I, I like how they weave that narrative into it. I Into Darkness is my favorite of all three of them. And I know that's I really the least. I enjoy it. Yeah. I know that one is like the least popular of the three. Some people downright hate it. I really like Into Darkness. But just for clear rebooting the franchise, Star Trek is a really, really good start. And I really, really enjoy it. I think it's definitely my favorite movie from 2009. And I think it's the best movie of 2009 i agree no i'm with you
1: um it's super good i just uh it i'm with you in that like i didn't have a lot of like interaction with the star trek um franchise before these films um and i it's just gosh dang it's so much fun um
0: i need to go rewatch the first one again
1: yeah like even the the third one um was it horizons
0: star trek beyond Beyond
1: horizons just beyond has one of the it's so much fun as well. Like it is not definitely the weakest of the three, but like, is it, it's a solid fun time. Um, I think JJ did a really good job and people, Trekkies will crap all over all three, but he did a really good job of making star Trek, uh, a little bit more accessible to like the mainstream as opposed to, and as much as I like it now, like the Picard stuff. And it like, it, it, I like Picard and like the, and, um, all of that Star Trek stuff, but like, that's also my philosophy brain. i like that stuff a lot because like of a lot of the sub- philosophy that goes into it. But, uh, these movies made Star Trek very accessible to the mainstream. Uh, whereas, you know, like star, Star Wars doesn't care. It, it's Star Wars is going to do what it, Star Wars is going to do. Whereas Star Trek is like, okay, we have to find a way to do this. And, you know, props to JJ, uh, having to do star wars a uh, star trek in a, in a different way enough to to where like okay this is just a ripoff of star wars and you know the people aren't, aren't saying that so it, it but also make it mainstream enough to where people will come in and enjoy it so like i absolute props to, to him on that
0: and that probably is maybe where his career peaked no I, I still think he did a fantastic job with force awakens people want to crap oh, yeah, on the sequel trilogy as a whole. I think force awakens still in a vacuum is a fantastic movie. Uh, but what oh, do you really. guys think? What are your favorite or what do you think are the best movies that came out from the years 2000 to 2009? Let us know down in the comments. We always like hearing from you guys. And as always, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google podcast, or YouTube. And if you haven't already subscribed to us on YouTube, help us get to 800 subscribers. As we make our slow climb to a thousand subscribers And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.